0: Hello, and welcome back to Now Screaming, episode 18. I'm Evan Culbertson. And I'm Liz Smart. And we're watching all the horror movies currently streaming on Netflix. So you don't have to. This week, we're talking about The Babadook.
1: The Babadook, Duke, Duke. (laughs) 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 It's a movie about a singing Babadook.
0: Oh, yeah. We assume, if you're listening to this episode, that you've seen this movie because it's great and...
1: It's one of the good ones on Netflix.
0: It was also very, uh, well... Received. Yeah, well, just word of mouth got it around. It yes, people know about this movie. Mm -hmm. So if you haven't seen it, go watch it right now.
1: Yeah, I remember the first thing I saw about it was warnings for child abuse and dog death. So
0: it is an Australian movie. So we're hopping across the pond let's be from we, new zealand No, we've
1: been there before oh uh, from new zealand like you were saying from america and i'm like we're already over there
0: no, that's we what I'm saying. already
1: live in the new zealand we've australia had, area we've
0: had several new zealand movies now it's time for an australian movie to have its say i wonder what that body of water is called australian listeners chime in let us know <laughs> what that body water is called
1: <laughs> what separates you from new zealand
0: i'm sure they would say a lot but yes
1: they would <laughs> they'll hate that we're even conflating them in the first place
0: it was written and directed by jennifer kent it's her first movie. Really? Yeah. Good for her. Yeah, it's a damn good first movie. It is a great first
1: movie. I want to know what she's going to do next, though. Has she done more?
0: No, she worked on movies with, um... She, like, worked for Lars von Trier in the 90s. And okay. then, I think, spent, like, most of the 2000s trying to get this movie made. Oh, wow. Passion Project. Yeah. All right. You want to talk about plot? So, just to recap, in case it's been a while since you've, uh, watched Seen The Babadook. It? yeah. It's about a mother and a son. That's what it's really about the whole time. He's uh, obnoxious and she's a mess. You're
1: not describing this (laughs) plot very well at all. And they
0: suffer and then she is... Amelia is a woman. She lives in Australia. What
1: is wrong with you? (laughs) I'm going to start. So basic plot of this movie is Amelia and Samuel, mother and son. Um, Amelia is struggling... Very deeply still from the loss of her husband. Mm -hmm. Um, He died seven years ago on the day that Sam was born, driving her to the hospital, which is something that gets brought up constantly by both her and her son. Very sad. Uh, He has behavioral problems of some sort. Severe. Severe behavioral problems. And the world does not treat them very well in terms of like, we see a lot of non-understanding from the school Mm. and from her sister specifically, who's a pill there's a nice guy that she works with, but she's not in any position to like be nice back to him. It's kind of she's a shame. Just
0: sad all the she's time. She's really and she's angry. She's she hasn't slept in seven years.
1: Yeah, she's going nowhere. It's it's a it's a problem. She uh they just have a lot of conflict in their relationship, and so we don't. There's a lot of non reality in this, so it's hard to describe the plot. But what we see on screen is that she reads a book to him mm-hmm. called The Babadook. And I think it's, it's called Mr. Babadook. It's called. You're right. It's called Mr. Babadook, and uh, it's about this monster that's going to come into your house, and
0: you can't get rid of him.
1: can you? Cannot get rid of him, no matter what you do. He's going to knock three times. It's real spooky. Sam gets very scared,
0: and Babadook, <laughs> That's what
1: he does. And so then they are haunted by this monster, and there's a lot of like not really knowing what that means, like what it means to be haunted by him. He takes many forms for them. And as the Babadook strengthens, and we start to see him more, we start to see Amelia Become break, break affected, down completely. Yeah. Very yeah, exactly. Just have a, a full mental breakdown. And the whole uh, movie takes place over probably what like a weekend, Something. like it's just a few days yeah. or a week maybe because he's a been week, out of yeah. school for a week. Um, but by the end of this week, they have found each other again, and they've figured out a way to put the Babadook away, which we will discuss. It's and then and then they're touching.
0: fine. <laughs> It is very touching. Let's kick things off with talking about tone. I think, ultimately, this is just a sad movie.
1: It is a sad movie.
0: With, like, maybe two minutes of scary in it. This is a, this is this this sounds like an, I didn't like it. I really like this movie. Maybe even love this movie. It's much more sad than it is, like, scary.
1: Yes, I fully agree. It's, it's not even that, like, the parts of it that are scary, even, like, that are meant to be scary. It's so... I don't know. It's it's are It's tied up in something else. There aren't a lot of jump scares. I don't think. Uh, and I can think of
0: exactly one. What's the one? Um, him like coming down from the ceiling at her.
1: Yes, I was. That's what I thought the same one because then he moves really spooky yeah, and it's, it's very similar to like horror movie tropes. Yeah. There is. There's definitely some at the end. Like I, I can also think of like when she's going to when she goes in the basement at the very mm-hmm. very end oh, yeah, of the yeah, movie yeah. Um, to give him worms. He. Um, Actually,
0: my least favorite scare in the movie, I think... Right, because
1: he jumps out and roars at her.
0: Well, yeah, and she, like, rolls back on her heels and goes,
1: Whoa! Whoa!
0: It's horrible.
1: <laughs> I love... It. I had the same noise in my mind when she yeah. was doing it.
0: Whoa! It's just so silly
1: in a movie that isn't very silly. It's not
0: silly at all. I don't think it's supposed to be silly, either.
1: I think the end is the only... Re- Actually, I, I... Tonally, it gets real silly at the end. Actually, now that you've said that... Hmm? Um, the whole movie is extremely sad and dark and gloomy, and it's, like, always night, and it's always, it's just always, like, trauma, and then the end, when they're, like, running around the backyard together, yeah. and then, like, when the people from the school, the truancy people come, suddenly, it's, like... I think it's, I think like, it's like, Child Protective Services. Yes, but suddenly, it's so silly. It's, like, hoo like, we're all so jolly, and it stops being as dark, so... Maybe that was on purpose. Yeah,
0: uh, I just thought of when it's not night, it's like really bleak. Like it makes Australia mm-hmm. look miserable.
1: Yeah, because even when it's sunny, it's gray.
0: It's all gray. You know,
1: it's like, it's like oh, it's a, it's a nice day, but it just means that there's like, the sky isn't blue, it's just white. It's bright. like what
0: people joke London looks like. Right. Where people like joke about England just being like rainy and like Gloomy, miserable all the yeah.
1: time. Yeah, it is. You're right. Very, very gray toned. Uh, what I want to talk about also right off the bat is the way that this movie plays with like sound and the beats because
0: my like, like, the, like the sick beats
1: <sighs> yes the sick beats of this movie the way that uh i feel like so much of this movie was utterly unsatisfying in its in its movements from place to place mm-hmm. that like sound would cut off very quickly yeah. or it would go on for too long. And it just led to that discomfort. We've, we've discussed movies before where it's like the beats are on and it progresses and it makes you feel like you're watching a movie. And sometimes that can be to its detriment because it makes it too perfect and clean. This was like the opposite. It felt chopped up.
0: It's very it, jarring. Very
1: jarring. And so I was in this utter level of discomfort the whole movie. I'm just feeling like unhappy and with her like all these noises are so grating and then they just stop you know it was just it's very upsetting
0: i think it plays with silence really well um mm-hmm. and just like the score which is really good is like a lot of like ambient tones yes. and like very simple like just background noise mm-hmm. and i think that it's really really effective and like you said like it just cuts out it's like silence is very meaningful here
1: mm mm-hmm. And all the, and all the noises in the world. Yeah, like like,
0: the whispering or like. Yes,
1: or him screaming a lot also. Like whenever Sam screams and it's always just that horrible, like piercing child scream when they're just screaming for no reason. It
0: cuts through. Which Sam does a lot. He,
1: he screams for attention and that scream, you can like kind of almost hear it in her head the way that it just begins and then ends Mm -hmm. and, uh, and how it's, when it's. That brief clip that we'll hear when they're in the car of just the screaming. We don't hear the beginning. We don't hear the end. It just cuts off. And that's what it's like in her head is that there's no beginning. There's no end. It's just this
0: perpetual scream. <laughs> yeah. That is her life. Mm-hmm. Amelia just like puts up with screaming all the time. Yeah. Sam loves to scream. Yeah. It's horrible.
1: He has problems.
0: I don't like it. He has
1: behavioral issues. You want to talk about it? I do. I sh- We should talk about it. Yeah.
0: I think uh, Sam, this is my hot take, Sam is really horrible. He has a deadbeat mother who has never shown him the requisite amount of affection or really like parented him responsibility. Yeah. I I think that that's what we can assume. He feels the resentment
1: that she feels.
0: She she holds because of her husband dying. Um, Tied so closely to Sam. And her inability to move past that. Yes. That being said... He is such a frustratingly obnoxious child. He drives me crazy. He screams all the time. He is so violent. He is unbelievably destructive. All he talks about is destroying things and killing things. Mm-hmm. And he builds weapons to destroy and kill things. It's horrible. He's a bad kid.
1: Yeah, I. I mean, my 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 hot take is usually that uh, you can't respond to a hot
0: take with a hot take.
1: It's 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 a it's another hot take. Uh, <laughs> he is just a product of her. And I don't disagree. She, he has problems. He has like, I think that I would like, you know, when she goes into the school, um, cause he has, he's been violent and he's been, uh, he brought his little, what is it? Like a catapult? slingshot catapult thing into school and almost hurt someone with it. And the teacher is like, I can't give him special attention because I have a class full of children. And the principal is like, we are happy to assign him like, a person to help him deal with this and her response is so immature and it's like well then i'll just take him somewhere else and it's ridiculous because i think that like that is what he actually needs yeah oh yeah he needs to be like not isolated but he needs a and what is do you know what the word they use is like an attendant or like a an aide, uh to help him process the choices that he makes because it's, just, what?
0: Hmm. because
1: as we see from the end, like the thing that I think this is important about Sam is that he builds these weapons. That that he, it's because he's a smart child. He he's no he he is he like he builds things, and that's a skill that, with help with an with you know the aid of competent adults, that could be you know, redirected into productive behavior.
0: I mean, I guess it's a good thing that Australia is a country that doesn't have any guns, so.
1: Yes. And I mean, that's the whole thing, isn't it? Is like need more mental health, you know, work in, in across the world. I think that, I resent Amelia more in this movie than I resent Sam. Like, well, I, sure,
0: because she's an adult and she should know better. Yes, I think that- but I
1: think that I just think that all of his behavior comes from her, and it's the way that she. I think this is really interesting. I was like watching for this because this is my second time watching this movie, so I was watching the behavioral things a lot more. She's so interesting as a character because she she is affectionate. It's not like she just is. she's, she's not neglectful. She reads to him every night before bed. She tells him that she loves him. Like she is outwardly affectionate to him in a way that like she could have been written just as an abjectly horrible abusive mother and instead i think one of the main problems that that we see is that she has she doesn't put up boundaries between the two of them she lets him sleep in her bed every night she kind of lets him do whatever he wants and she coddles him too much because she has to No, no 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 that's not true she can't sleep
0: if he just screams all the time
1: she created that behavior he was a baby once. She didn't adopt him as baby a seven-year-old. scream,
0: not because their mothers let them. Yes,
1: no, but that's one of the things about sleep training is that you have to train your babies to, like, you don't go into their room when they cry. And she clearly did not have boundaries with Sam as they were growing up, and he has learned this behavior that he can scream all the time to get what he wants, because that's what happens.
0: Welcome to Now Screaming, the parenting podcast. He gets what he
1: wants. And so I think that the most interesting thing about her is that she doesn't have boundaries with him, but she also has all these walls. Like, she has emotional walls, and she won't talk to him about his feelings, and she rejects, like, talks of feelings. She rejects the conversations that he might have with her that come from an emotional place. She doesn't want to talk about the father. She doesn't want... And, like, he clearly has resentments about not having a father, and that also comes from her.
0: Well, sure. That's the point of the movie. The point of the movie is the Babadook is... Uh... I don't know, whatever, like a metaphor or a manifestation. We could talk about what the Babadook is later, mm-hmm. but like it's about grief that you're not willing to acknowledge, mm-hmm. and you you try to ignore it, and that doesn't it doesn't go away. Right. And so like that's hurt. The arc of the movie is her coming to terms with that. I agree with you that that's what created his behavior. That doesn't make his behavior like something we should overlook because of course it's her it fault.
1: doesn't. I'm just saying that like,
0: like I yes, don't... it's her fault. It's obviously her fault. I, right.
1: I just I I can't blame him for the screaming. I blame her. Like, we... That's what I'm saying. We just... We're just coming up from different points of, like, when he's screaming, I'm more annoyed with her behavior than I am with his.
0: Even when he's, like... He, like, screams, do you want to die at her? Yes,
1: he has, he has morbidity because she has raised him with this morbidity of his birth. She's depressed. Also, that's a very common thing for children to threaten their parents. Oh my God. It is. No, no. It really genuinely is.
0: Thank you, Dr. Freud.
1: It is. Don't compare me to Freud. He's a horrible misogynist. It is. It, children experiment with the idea of life and death. They do that. They do. Stop. And and she can't handle it. She's not handling it well. She has she's given him this morbidity about his, about the father's death. She's put that in his head. He's also playing with these ideas and she is refusing to help him learn. Yeah. In any case,
0: she bothers
1: me. That's my entire point, is that she bothers me more than Sam does.
0: No, she's great. She's perfect. She's the best parent in the world. (laughs) She's a good example of someone who's done an amazing job and I think is being recognized more and more. Oh, my God.
1: We always get political on this podcast. Can't escape it. Yep. Happy Black History Month. (laughs) Yikes. All right, we can move on from parenting now.
0: Thank you. Let's talk about something that I think we need to broach at some point. So let's get out of the way early. Boy, and it's that this movie opens with a very surreal sequence of her like falling into bed. That is, yes, that is that is how we begin. And throughout, this is sharp contrast between extreme realism, gritty like day to day life realism and fantastical stuff. Mm-hmm. It brings the question that we talk about, which is what. The hell is real in this movie? Because I don't know.
1: I don't know either. I mean, the, the whole idea of, like, the the Mr. Babadook book that just shows up. It just shows up on the shelf. Sam, like, pulls it off the shelf and is like, Mom, I want to read this. Right. What, how, why, when, where, well, what?
0: <laughs> there's the, the thing I actually didn't catch the first time that I got this time, which is my third time, so I missed it the second time as well, mm-hmm. uh, is that she used to write children's books. Oh,
1: I didn't hear that at all. Yeah. It comes oh up in the conversation gosh. with,
0: like, that group of women. I
1: totally missed that completely. It, that's what she used to do. Oh, my God. That is interesting.
0: But what does it mean? It could mean that... Because she is too beset by trauma to, like, actually physically have create this written these this book, yeah. of
1: course. And I don't think she would because it's not a children's book. It's too dark for a children's book.
0: It, no, 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 it's... it's um. That's the point. Right. The point is that it's working out these complex emotions and this trauma through, through... this
1: picture book. This
0: thing that she had previously dedicated her life to. Right. So it's like, it's using this as a physical manifestation of the complex things going on inside of her. Right.
1: Because my thought watching it, now that I know that there is really... I mean, that's the thing. I was about to say there's no monster, but like... Is, is there? Is there? I don't know. I don't know either. Because it's not just that he goes away at the end, right? Like...
0: He well, again. That, that he, that's, he still exists. Part of that is the metaphor of, like, you can't get rid of the Babadook and you can't get rid of grief. your grief and your trauma right. that, like, will affect you. I think that's part of, even setting that aside, I think that, like, even setting aside the monster, this movie blurs the line between dream and reality because of her insomnia, because uh-huh. she never gets sleep and she's, like, waking or, like, walking around in a waking nightmare.
1: Yeah. We and don't she even watches know. that television that like we never know what she's
0: actually watching exactly because it's like so distorted, mm-hmm. so we don't even know if she's awake or not at any given moment, I mean some some points when we she's know. talking
1: to people, we can probably assume right, that, yeah, but like all that time when she's sitting on the couch, yeah, and there are sometimes when she's like holding a knife or even when she's in her bedroom
0: looking at things, yeah. like the thing on the ceiling, we mm-hmm. don't know if that's real, so even like before we get to the monster <laughs> aspect of things, like but I, I think,
1: don't know, but I think we have to include the monster in things because. Oh, of because if this was all just a manifestation and she needed to work through it, then the Babadook would not be at the end of the movie. It would just be her. She would know She would know that what the Babadook was was grief and she would be able to process it.
0: I also, I think you're
1: right. But the fact that it's there at the end makes me feel like there was a lot of, there, are, there is some fantastical element to this movie that isn't just what she's imagining in her own head. And, what, and, like, her and Sam's collective thing.
0: That actually gets into something that I want to talk about, which is that, like, I actually didn't think about this before watching this time. I liked the whole, like, end of the third act a lot less this time than I have before. Because I realized, I don't know what the fuck is happening she sort of... When she's
1: in the bedroom and...
0: No, yeah. She, like, suddenly gets the courage to be, like, good and fight the Babadook. Mm-hmm. It's kind of on a dime. There's no real key that turns for her. There's, there's a moment, and it's about her husband and, like, f- like, realizing that. But to me, it doesn't make a lot of plot sense. And then what happens? We don't really know whether we're taking the ending, like, literally or not. What the fuck does that mean that there's a monster in the basement that eats earthworms? What does that come from? What are we supposed to make of... Like, I... For the first time watching this, I was, like, frustrated by, like, oh, this is very... This expects the audience to really just, like, suspend disbelief for something.
1: Here's what I'll say. There's... So, isn't it what happens... I Now it's been, like, a while since we've watched this. I don't remember what happens. They're in the basement. They're fighting it, right? She's strangling him. And he... Uh, is yelling at her to stop and then she like vomits out the black blood right and that's a moment where you're like maybe it's gone
0: also what the fuck is happening there
1: we don't know it's 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 somehow metaphorical but also reality
0: yeah but it's Um, okay that's something they just threw into the movie for the end of it
1: well i think that the idea is supposed to be that like that's her she had this resentment towards him she was gonna kill him
0: oh so now it's black vomit yeah her anger, she's throwing up her anger, her hatred of her or son, the, or
1: that's the grief. That's that's one part of it. Because because it, wait, she does that. That's when you're supposed to think it's it over. That's what always happens in these movies is that they throw up the black blood and then, right. like, they're purged.
0: And then they go upstairs. Sam gets sucked no. Up. He
1: gets sucked up the stairs. Yeah. And the well, then they place. go up to the main And floor. then that's the thing is that like you can't just vomit it out. It's not. It's not one thing. It's not food poisoning. Grief is like ever present, and you no. can't just get rid so of it. So she goes
0: up. And then, she, in the room.
1: and then she addresses her husband. And I think, like, one of the things she's always held on to in, in this these past seven years is I can only have one or the other. I can only have my husband or I can only have my son. Because clearly what happened was she exchanged one yeah. for the other in her life. Right. So then she gets her husband back for this moment. And he, like, he's back for her. And she loves him and she hugs him and she's, like, so happy. And then he says, bring me the boy. Right. Right? And that's when she realizes... She would not sacrifice Sam to get her husband back, and that's when I think she has her turn.
0: Right, but what does it have to do with defeating her grief?
1: It doesn't. It's it's how she learns to. She doesn't defeat the grief.
0: She that's the climactic moment of her screaming. It, at it.
1: runs back down the stairs and hides in the basement
0: because she screams at it.
1: Yeah. Well, the, the, but the metaphor of that is that you have to look your grief in the face sure. and yell it down sure. and then it goes to the basement and then she's like that's what you have to do there are
0: other ways to deal with grief but sure why does it eat earthworms?
1: i don't know i think that's i think that's part of the silliness of the, the end that we already talked about
0: do you think that's a weakness because i do actually
1: i do it's it's this silly thing i think of like sam helping her do it because if she just went into the base because what she, like what it sets up is like sam can't come he's not ready for this like visceral kind of uh, interaction no, you, she has have to have to be, with
0: her grief. No, because you have to be mature. Yes. Able to do it. She wasn't for a long and time. And shield it from your children until yes. they're
1: old enough. So she goes into the basement herself, but she brings these worms that Sam has, like, helped her find and given to her.
0: Well, again, presumably this is a thing that they do regularly. Yeah. I see, I like see. weekly, where probably. I see where you're going with this, that it's about, like, her relationship to her son. How'd they figure that one the fuck out? How'd they figure out, like... Oh, you know, if we do this thing, we, we dig up earthworms and then put it in the thing in the basement, then it helps keep it up. What? I don't know. It's only been a week. Like, Did they didn't do, like, a trial and error kind of situation about it. Oh, clearly. and by the way, everything's fixed in a week. He is a well-behaved child now, and she's <laughs> a perfect mom. Um,
1: no, he's still using that catapult.
0: Yeah, presumably he's using it for good now. That's what we're supposed to think.
1: Yeah, because she's helping him channel his passions and activities
0: into productive means. Yeah, the whole but the whole stinger of the end is her talking about um the dad dying, to the child protective services people. That's like that's supposed to be like the big moment, is her being like, it happened. It happened, and mm-hmm. you didn't used to talk about it, but you know, I just I want to know what's going on. And again, I think the first two times I watched this, it didn't frustrate me. This time, that whole end sequence, I was like, but why, why is this happening the way it's happening? And I think that. If there is a weakness in the movie, it's not in the first hour and fifteen minutes. It's that I think that it it ends up having to come to a conclusion because endings are hard, Mm -hmm. and I don't think it sticks the landing. I think because I want to get back to talking about the rest of this movie, which I really like. (laughs) uh, I think the rest of it is such a good, you know, totally strong meditation on trauma and how it fucks you up. And there are some really scary people around you. (laughs) Scary moments, and there's some like really good. You know production design and wonderful mm-hmm. acting and then i think it gets real messy and i think that that i hear
1: you maybe maybe i need to watch it one more time to get to the
0: third, <laughs> on your third time the third time when <laughs> i'll be annoyed with it
1: it didn't happen for me this time uh i don't i don't know i don't think i don't think it has to make perfect metaphorical sense that's
0: okay i don't i don't i i mean it's it doesn't have to do anything
1: no, but I think that's, what, that's kind of what you're asking for. You're asking for it to continue, like, why the worms? I why guess, yeah. this? And I guess I, I'm
0: asking for metaphorical tidiness if it's going to... And I
1: just don't think it needs that. Okay. I under, like This is all about, one, like, her personal experience. And so, sure, this movie isn't saying the way to face your grief is shout it down and then feed it worms
0: once a week. Like I hear you, but the metaphor not... is the backbone of the movie. That's I think, And that's... it
1: still is the backbone. It's just that it's not... It doesn't have to be perfectly exact. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, I hear you. I'm not, I'm not mad about it. Probably sound mad about it. You sound it. a little mad about it. <laughs> I know what you mean. Um, I don't know. I guess I just thought that it like, it wrapped up sloppily um my last my last note on this movie is about like oh no he's not fucked up for life or anything after like his mom trying to kill him and like killing the dog and all this fucked up stuff right, you're like-
1: saying sloppily i think it's too neat and i understand why they did it that way but you're right and that my thought was like how do you get past that like kind of what i said about amniville of like if you're in a fucking haunted house and you like your stepdad almost just like killed you with an axe how are you just gonna sail off in a boat with him yeah. and chill and this is actually even worse, because at least then you could be like, well, he was possessed and it wasn't him. This was, like, mostly her, and he had to be strangled by his mother, and, like, she killed their dog. like yeah. Murdered the do- like, in cold blood, like, horrible. And, like, the neighbor who lives next door, like, she seems cool with it. But if I was that neighbor, I'd be, like, really worried. I would call CPS, because... Yeah the whole situation of like the little boy calling in the middle of the night going like it's yeah i'm really scared can we come stay with you and then the mom being like i'm so sorry he bothered you never call here again you know like terrifying so i think that there's probably a lot of repercussions this movie didn't want to go into which is unfortunate like i don't like yeah because isn't he says at the very end he's like my cousin's not coming because i broke her nose in two places like is that relationship ruined forever like Maybe. Who knows? Good because that that aunt, the aunt, uh, what's her name, Rosie? I don't know. Something like that. She is a piece of work, and I, I think that she's like harmful to both her sister and Sam. So I'd be happy if they just didn't talk to her anymore. She's like not a nice person, and her daughter is. I think her daughter's worse, honestly. (laughs) Mm.
0: Really mean, but
1: really mean, like horribly mean to a child who is clearly going through some problems.
0: Can we jump back to uh, the reality conversation that we sort of abandoned in the sure. middle? Sure. Um, again, I think that's one of the most effective things about the movie, is that it blends, you know, dream world and reality, and all those real elements to it are, like, really work, even if I have no fucking idea what's going on. mm mm-hmm. um, But I have some questions that I want to discuss. Okay. One is, why does the dog start freaking out at her?
1: My thought was that dogs can, like, sense. But, like they have they they're very intuitive about like people right. who want to hurt them that's
0: it. Yeah, yeah so did, d- she doesn't want to hurt the dog until the dog starts like annoying her
1: i don't think so i think that like dogs can tell when you're stressed and he may have been able to tell that she was like angry stressed and wanting to hurt something She's was watching how TV. she no she would always she, it was he would only ever bark at her when she would reach for him she'd be like hey bugsy and she'd reach for him and then he would like Start barking at her.
0: Doesn't when she kills him? Doesn't isn't she sitting watching TV and he's like barking no. at her and she's in the chair and then he she gets up and starts chasing him and she's him into the kitchen and rings his neck. I'm pretty. Sure. I was going to say
1: she kills him in the kitchen. uh It's she's always talking to him because he's when he's just snuggling Sam like they're fine. When he's on the couch,
0: I guess this goes to the question of like, is she possessed? No, isn't it possessed? when
1: yeah. Sam takes Bugsy into the the two of them go away together. And then she's on the phone with the woman next door, and Sam accidentally lets Bugsy out. And I know because I remember his little voice going, Bugsy! And then Bugsy runs into the room and barks at her, and that's when she strangles him. The two of them, like, have gone away to hide, and then Bugsy leaves to go mm. yell at her. And Sam is still hiding.
0: Yeah.
1: I think the dog is, like, can sense her uh, aggression.
0: The other question I had is, what the... My least favorite part of the movie is the fucking bugs on the wall. Mm-hmm. What's going on there?
1: She's imagining it.
0: Why? I don't
1: know. She's got a messed up, there's, tormented. There's no
0: cockroaches in her kitchen at all. I don't think so. She's just losing her mind.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: I wish yeah. I didn't have to see it. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> You're like, if they're not there, why shit. did your mind concoct cockroaches of all things?
0: Keep it in your brain. Yeah, that's that's fair. I'll I'll look at the babatic, but
1: yeah, because I don't I don't think it's as complicated as like. They all mis- like magically vanished when she happened to show it to...
0: Well, weirder shit happened to this movie, but, you know, it's all a dream.
1: Not seen by other people, that's the problem.
0: That isn't seen by other people.
1: Exactly. It's not. It's it's a product of her own mind. Right. Which I think most of the things in this movie are.
0: Yes. Do you want to talk about the number one, Big Daddy, Babadook? <laughs> <Papa> <laughs> Daddy
1: Babadook? Is that what we're doing right now? <gasps> Dear God. <sighs> Don't come for me, Internet. It's duck, my fault. duck 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 you have to suck it in. <laughs> 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 Can we talk about the Baba Duck? Is that what we're doing?
0: Yeah, the design is so good. So
1: good. It's not just one design. It's like a million he takes on so many different even, forms. Even, even love it.
0: Even just like the hat and the fingers and the coat, just like that core
1: as a monster, like as yes. kind of the boogeyman. Yes, yes. It's
0: very in the book, um, the picture book. It's very like Edward Gorey esque. Very, you're which right. I think is awesome. So cool. And then like when we see, I like the white faced man version a little less. But My favorite in the. Uh... The George Melies-esque, like, um, silent movie she's oh, watching. Oh, yes. So where
1: good. they, like, open the
0: coffin and he's there. Is And so, he comes down
1: from the curtains, doesn't he? It's so good. My favorite is every time she sees him, and this is less, like, corporeal, but every time she sees, like, a hat and a coat and she thinks it's him. Like in the police station? In the police station. And one, the police station is so good terrifying yeah and there's probably nothing supernatural going on there she's just so scared and they're looking at her like she's crazy and it becomes terrifying
0: i actually think it's good because i think that the way that the um the cop or clerk whoever's taking her report like plays it is like the book that you bend (laughs) it's like (laughs) well i think we're supposed to like understand why he has nothing to like he right. can't do she anything She comes
1: in she's frazzled yeah her she's clearly not slept in weeks and she's like someone's stalking me but i can't prove it can you do something about it and he's like not really yeah. <laughs> sorry and then those cops laughing at her and like what i love about that is just like i love that idea of just like very ordinary things in life becoming scary I just love that there's nothing supernatural about that scene, but like the music's oh, yeah. playing and she's so terrified, Definitely. but it's just because these men are looking at her and it's great. And there's that creepy little Babadook, like this fake out in the corner of just mm-hmm. the hat and, and the coat. And that's so cool. I just love it. But then he's like creepy crawling across the ceiling yeah, yeah. and like,
0: I think the fact is that that look, looks really like cool. Yes. It's, um, it's like all like originally this movie was going to be a black and white and they decided they didn't want to do that. Um, but they wanted to like they didn't want to do any like visual post production they didn't want to like use like gels and stuff so it's like it's like all in camera effects mm-hmm. so like it's like stop motion um that's with so like cool. supposed like post production it's like really cool so like when he's like skittering across the ceiling the reason it looks so like creepy and real creepy yeah, yeah it's cuz like they're like actually doing stuff with it as opposed so to like cool. cgi
1: that's why the only moment i hate in the movie effects wise is when um, she's talking to her husband and his head gets sliced.
0: It's it's so, it's out, of place. so out of place.
1: It's so bad.
0: It like I it has don't no, need it. I forgot about that. It has no place in this movie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's very frustrating. Jennifer Kent,
0: it. why did you do it?
1: I understand your frustration because it is useless. It's not. It doesn't fit totally at all. Um, but I love. It. I just the Babadook, all the different ways that he shows up. It's mm-hmm. so cool. I love him.
0: I also, I. So I know, and I forgot about this, that when he's like on the ceiling and he like comes down at her and it's like, he's like kind of like rotating. I don't know how to describe this, but he's like moving across. It's in like in a couple of frames. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very like 1930s, like Nosferatu or like yeah. Vampyr kind of like, uh-huh. it's real cool. It's so Great.
1: Big Daddy Babadook.
0: <laughs> when I first we saw this movie, <laughs> I was convinced the next year I was going to be the Duck for Halloween. It reminds it. me of the
1: best meme of all time.
0: What's the best meme of all that?
1: time? It's a picture, and someone's like, I went as the Baba Duck to my friend's Halloween party, and it turns out it was a it was more of a like people drinking wine vibe. <laughs> and it's just all these people and then one dude dressed like the Baba Duck. And then the next year, somebody was like, I went to my friend's Halloween party to drink wine, and it turns out it was more of a Baba Duck vibe, and there's like one person and then everyone else is dressed like the Baba Duck. It is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. I love it so much. We will we, we'll find that meme and post it. We should
0: 100 post that for our listeners. That.
1: I love the Baba Duck.
0: I also love Baba Duke Duke Duke, Duke Duke Duke
1: That's my favorite thing. Is like I love the way that Amelia Amelia like hits her K's, so she's always like Baba Duke Duke Duke, and it sounds so creepy. I love it.
0: You sound like a machine gun. <laughs> Duke, Duke, Duke. <laughs> Duke 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 Baba Duke. All right, that's enough of that. That's
1: what I sounded like when I was sick this week.
0: Yeah, that's why we're late. Bye-bye. Sorry. Luke nook, Liz couldn't talk. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Everything that happens on TV is really brilliant. Uh, yeah, I, I mentioned the George Melies silent movie before. It's so
1: good. It's and so surreal. And then the surreal. news
0: report about the woman killing her child. And then she that's sees the
1: scariest part.
0: herself in the window. I forgot about that. It's Smiling. so fucking good.
1: There is something that really gets me about a smile like that. That's like it's a smile, but it's so scary and like angry. Mm-hmm. And the way that you see her in the window, it's horrifying. You're right; that's so well done. Oh my god, I love this movie. I'm remembering the things I really love about it now.
0: All the, you know what? All the really subtle touches, the, the aspects of this movie that like really make it shine, are mm-hmm. so brilliant.
1: I think it's it's, it's the and same thing. I always feel those. I don't ever like these big moments in movies. Sometimes, yeah, no, I agree. I think that that's when it gets really over dramatic and it never really fits. Whereas I just think that like all the moments where you're, especially with insomnia, oh, yeah. with insomnia, when you're tired and so you see things that you wouldn't see and your eyes play tricks on you. That's like I said, my favorite is when, when she doesn't see the Baba Duka at all, she just sees a coat and a hat and like yeah. thinks it's him. Like that is the real fear that exists in this world. Of course. When you are terrified of something and you don't have, not have, have had enough sleep.
0: I totally agree. And again, I love this movie uh, I think that it having those strengths is what makes things like his head getting sliced in half or the yeah. fact that I think that, you know, the metaphor is messy at the end. I think that's like... I hear you. Those things look worse by default because it's been executing so I well. I the same
1: thought. Actually, it was really funny. We're recording now. Did we watch this a week ago now? Yeah. Uh, we watched it last Friday. It's been a while now since we've watched this. It's been a while. And the day we watched it and the day after, I feel like I had a lot of negative things to say. And now a week... Even just a week later, I'm already slipping back into, like, oh, it's an incredible movie. It's so good. Yeah. Don't criticize it. It's one of the greatest horror movies that came out in the last two years. And, like, I don't know that I feel that way when I'm watching it. Right. I yeah. just feel that way after, also because we always watch so much garbage.
0: That's the thing. Uh,
1: so this, this is, like, a shining beacon of wonderful, incredible, well-thought-out
0: horror. It 100% is. I think that that doesn't mean it's above criticism. Um,
1: it's not. I'm glad that we are criticizing it rather than just highly praising it. I think it's important that mm-hmm.
0: we represent everything about this movie. hmm
1: it has its flaws
0: so before we like wrap up i had a few other notes that i wanted to like talk about um one was so when the when the pop-up book comes back reassembled um there's the i know what you're gonna say <laughs> the more you deny the stronger i get like that whole mm-hmm. aspect of this and um, you see
1: her strangling him and also strangling, strangling the, dog the dog and like cutting her throat. cutting her
0: throat <laughs> she's doing that <laughs>
1: Right, it's a pop-up it's a book. It's a pop-up book. So she's constantly slicing her she's throat.
0: She's playing with the tab. And she's pulling it. Pulling it in and out. Oh my god. And she, like, it cuts to her out that this She's horrified. She's so upset, but it's like, guess what? Stop fucking making you ring the, the dog's book. neck. Or just, like, don't, like, do it back and forth. You don't
1: have to. <laughs> no one's making you utilize the pop-up yeah, parts no, like, of this book. Okay, so,
0: like, yeah, let's, like, let's walk through it. She finds the book that she ripped up. She's terrified. She... Decide she's gonna open it up anyway, just in case something strange. Maybe
1: changed. it and things did, so she was right.
0: I mean <laughs> <laughs> whatever. You're right, but whatever. Um she starts flipping through it. You see the horrifying shit at the pop-up book. You don't gotta fuck with it. Yeah,
1: you don't, you don't gotta have do to like, pull the tab.
0: Ooh, what happens when I but pull the she tab? Does. Is it gonna move back and forth as I wring this dog's neck? I mean You don't need to know. I mean, really I mean yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be okay. Right, but we, she clearly
1: has no control over herself. So ah! we, we already know that in this movie. But what else? What other hot takes do you have? It's,
0: it's not a hot take.
1: It's not a hot take at all. It
0: is. Me advising Amelia to not show herself unspeakable horrors is not a hot take. <laughs> Make a different choice. Okay. The other one is is there a significance to her toothache? I mean, like, okay, so like the, the payoff? Yes. The payoff is she's like totally unhinged when she rips it out of rips her, her own. But like You watch her rub her face. I do. I will actually
1: say, the reason I think that her tooth is aching in the first place is she's getting some sleep. Like, you have to get some sleep to To be going on for as long as she has To stay alive. To stay alive, exactly. So she is getting some sleep. But if you sleep and you're stressed,
0: you grind your teeth. So I think Uh, that she, in the brief,
1: we see him grinding his teeth in her
0: ear. Enough to rip your tooth out? Enough to loosen it enough to rip your tooth out? Yes. If you're reaching your mouth right now, you couldn't rip your tooth out. How do you know? I don't know.
1: I absolutely could.
0: That's fucked up. If I was
1: like angry and unhinged enough, I absolutely could.
0: Listeners, if you have any stories of ripping your own teeth out with your bare hands, please let us know. No, please do not <laughs> let us know. I don't wanna know. Wait, no, I don't think that's like normal. I think that like she has a cavity or something. Mm.
1: It's possible. But right? I think but I think that
0: don't do it. I don't think I can. I
1: well yeah, because you don't you don't have the a cognitive ability to hurt yourself like that. Not, it's not kind of really you don't have your body is putting up like what's it called? You have a survival instinct. It means you're not going to purposely harm yourself enough to rip out your own tooth. fair enough. But if you were in that position, you you didn't give a fuck anymore. Exactly. And or, and it's possible that she has messed up her tooth. They don't people don't want you like doctors don't want you to grind your teeth because it is harmful to your teeth. Well, yeah. So I think it was That's from... That's a
0: really good interpretation. I, I think it was from writing. Bit. I think That's it was from... real good. Yeah, because... Yeah.
1: Not sleeping will do bad stuff to you.
0: That's kind of it. Just that and the acting in this movie is really great. It is.
1: Sam is good. I think he has moments... Oh, yeah. He has moments where he's like a little... Just... He's like a child actor. And we we pointed out one moment where we thought he was smiling and I thought he was like grimacing and maybe yeah. there was some confusion there. But for the most part, like, his terror is present and his... Regardless of whether or not he's like a good kid right, or a bad yeah, kid, whatever... We see his motivations very clearly. I agree. And the, the acting is very good.
0: And the, other, the flip side of that, sorry to keep bringing it up, but I think we're supposed to see how he's driving Amelia insane. Absolutely. And like I think that totally conveys. He Absolutely. drives me a little insane. When I'm listening to him like scream and kick the car seat, I'm just like, I get it. I think like, what's even
1: worse is like when they're lying in bed and he's grinding his teeth in her ear yeah. and pulling her hair. Those are the things that are like, she can't get a good night's sleep because he has all these little, little things that yeah. he does that little kids do, and that's the real like it'll grate on you for years. And I think that that's done really well. We see that wear on her and wear on her and wear on her for a long mm-hmm. time.
0: And she's awesome. Yeah, Essie Davis. It's yeah. all great.
1: I think all the acting. In this is really good. Mm-hmm. I love the woman who lives next door too. Mm-hmm. She's so sweet, and you just feel so sorry for her. Is that it for? Uh, I think so. Baba Duke. I mean, the good, goods and the bads. Papa. Mostly good. Papa Duke.
0: Ugh. I don't
1: know. I don't like that. Has there been any talk about like the origins of this monster, whether it's real or not? Because Baba is Russian.
0: Uh, I think it's a lot of languages.
1: I'm, think, I'm thinking specifically of Baba
0: Yaga being a witch who lives in the woods. I have no idea.
1: Very interesting. I think the Duke is supposed to sound like it's the knocking.
0: Uh, the whole thing it's supposed to be like... It's ba-ba-ba-duke-duke-duke. Right, duke. right. Actually, what is the ba 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 But he
1: only knocks three times. So, so what's that's the ba ba
0: Duke-duke-duke. It's in the movie, it tells us. I'm kind of this out, yeah, because we're, we're just fucking wrong.
1: All right. I don't think it's in the movie.
0: It is, yeah, yeah. It's All something right. and then I knock three times. A rumbling sound and then three sharp knocks. Ba-ba-ba-duke-duke-duke. Duke. Okay. So yeah, maybe it's just a sound effect. Are
1: you ready to put this movie in the basement and feed it worms? Oh, <laughs> gross. I don't want to <laughs> do that. <laughs>
0: as long as it's not my job we have to not my job ready for the roulette i'm gonna be sam i'm just gonna scream at people for no reason (laughs) (laughs) oh sick burn on a child Uh, yeah Yeah, let's uh let's how about we burn it up and or we rip it up and then put it in a that doesn't work gas grill it doesn't work
1: you can't can't get get rid rid of of the the (sighs) duck. you have to just leave it in the basement
0: okay fine you win (laughs) yeah you ready to spin the roulette here's the thing it's going to be worse than the Boba Here's the thing this roulette is terrible and hates us. <laughs> All right. Let's see what, uh, what it gives us. Next week's movie will be
1: Mine Games. It's, oh, it's, not, a... it's not Mind Games. M I N E Games.
0: What a pun. Mind Games. It's from 2012.
1: All right. We're well, we going a little bit into the past.
0: <laughs> the director is Australian. Maybe Oh it's boy, also
1: yay! We're staying in Australia! You know what?
0: I didn't mention this before. Um, the person who wrote both of Queen of the Damned and... The Right. And The Right is Australian.
1: Oh, so, so we're sticking in Australia.
0: Australians are responsible for our fates. I'm
1: glad. I'm, I want to stay in Australia instead of America right now.
0: <laughs> now who's getting political? <laughs> I make one Frederick Douglass joke! <laughs>
1: All right, next week is Mind Games.
0: We're going to we're gonna have a lot of fun with this one. We're going to go deep. my Mi- Deep into the mine. Into the mine. Into the mine we go. And play some Jenga. In the mine.
1: Why are we playing Jenga in the mine? Because it's a game. Okay. Oh, it's it's a game that you play in the mine. Got it. Whoosh. <laughs> right over my head. So join us next week for Mind Games. For Mind Games. Mind Jenga.
0: Until then, be sure to check out our website, anesscreaming.com. And...
1: And you can find us on Twitter at Now Screaming and Facebook at Now Screaming. Please let us know. If you like the Babadook, I'm going to assume you do.
0: Everyone does. Everyone does. Because it's great. (laughs) Actually, you know what? If you don't like the Babadook. Please tell us why. Please tell us why. I I really want to hear about it. Please rate and review us on iTunes. It helps more listeners find us. That is what we want. Of course. We want the Babadook to come find us. Nope. What?
1: <laughs> it's already in the basement. Come on. I'm sorry. I'm getting my metaphor confused, just like this movie. Ah,
0: exactly like this movie. Mm-hmm. And thank you, as always, to Wes Craven for giving us horror movie characters with rich interior lives, complex motivations, and. No uh, annoying children. Not being afraid to, you know, <laughs> stick a good metaphor on it. That's true. Yeah. He I loves his metaphors.
1: I, I like that about Wes. Yeah. All right. Until next
0: week. See you Thanks next week, everybody. everybody. Bye. Bye bye. Dook dook dook.
1: Baba dook. Mama dook nook nook.